What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the Eagles Gauntlet Podcast. I am your host, LJ Nestler, and as always, I am joined by Samuel Goldberg. And if you cannot tell by the dullness in our voices, the Philadelphia Eagles lost 41-21 to the Dallas Cowboys, and that score does not insinuate how bad the Eagles played. Well, I mean, honestly, for me, I really don't let sports affect me, so, you know. I'm I'm just vibing. I'm says vibing. The, We're gonna, says yeah. the Phillies fan that's always raging when the Phillies lose. No, that's just alcoholism. <laughs> that's not depression. That's different. Um, anywho, but yeah, uh, move moving on past that. The 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 biggest thing the biggest thing that uh that I that I looked at from that Eagles game, it looked like a rookie coaching staff with a quarterback. That is making its seventh career start. I really do think Eagles fans, including myself, really overhyped this team going into this year. Everybody's expecting Jalen Hurts to be some Patrick Mahomes in his seventh start of the year. Did he have some rough times during this game? Yes. Did he stare down some receivers throughout the course of the game? Yes. However, you really, it's, it's, a young team. It's a young coaching staff. Like, I don't understand why people are getting so worked up over a seventh career start for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, so speaking on Jalen Hurts, when I look at this game, I saw some things with his athletic ability that I really liked. But then there was a lot of things that just didn't like that really turned me off. The first thing is staring down his receivers. This is a problem in college, at Alabama, at Oklahoma, and now in the NFL, and he's shown no improvement in it. He stares down his first read, and he laser eye stares down where he's going with his first read, and the Cowboys' defense played press coverage. Trayvon Diggs had one heck of a game, and he looks like one of the best corners in football right now. I'm not even overstating that. He looks spectacular. He was able to get up on the receiver's grills and know exactly where the ball was going on every single play because Jalen Hurts stared down his receivers. The other thing I did not like, Jalen Hurts was not willing to test the Cowboys secondary. He would not make the throws that were there to make. He would force things, but he did not play within the offense. He tried to force things, but did not test the Cowboys secondary at the same time with a safe place the safe downfield shots that only his receivers can make. And another problem too with the offense was they only ran the ball twice with Miles Sanders. Yeah. Twice in a 60-minute game. We gave our running backs three carries, and Jalen Hurts had 39 passing attempts to three running back carries. Hurts had nine rushing attempts, but about seven or eight of those were scrambles. So about 48 passing plays to four running plays, which is inexcusable for an offense. Like, uh, it's like, to me, it's incredible that you don't run the ball with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is averaging almost six yards per carry on the year. And you're not running the ball with him? That, like, that's concerning. It's not just all on Jalen Hurts. And that is why I can't stand when people are like, oh, my God, this Jalen Hurts guy sucks. The Eagles only ran the ball three fucking times. 
I mean, it's honestly incredible that the fact that people are getting worked up overall, like the Eagles, Gannon, I, the defense looked bad. Granted, they're miss. Granted, they're missing Brandon Graham, but you got to have that next man, next man up mentality. I'm just seeing some of the reports and stuff like that that came out. I was like, ah, the Eagles team's in shambles, blah, 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 blah. It's three games into the season. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just at a loss of words right now um, with just the media and stuff like that. Just saying, ah, this Eagles team, you know, they, they thought they had, they thought they thought they had the guy in Jalen Hurts, but, you know, looks like it's not. Your defense gave up 41 points. 41. 34 hurts through the pick six to Dakes. I mean, it's the defense. Everybody struggled in the game. There was no bright spot in this game. There was none. Well, I'll talk about the one bright spot, and that's Javon Hargrave. Through three games, Hargrave has four sacks, leads the NFL, five tackles for loss, leads the NFL. 10 solo tackles leads the league for defensive tackles. Actually, these stats are among defensive tackles for a defensive tackle. So all of those lead it for defensive tackle. 29.9 pass rush win rate leads the league for his position and six quarterback hits, second most in the league. That's with guys like Aaron Donald and DeForest Buckner playing defensive tackle. Javon Hargrave looks like one of the best players in the NFL this season. The rest of the defense, outside Darius Slay, who did play a very good game, the rest of the defense looks flat out atrocious. My biggest thing, like sports, it 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 is what it is. I have no power whatsoever to control a football team. But just seeing some of the fans' reactions, it makes me lose my mind. It takes a lot for me to get angry. And the fact that some people are like, oh, my God, this Jalen Hurts guy sucks. Blah, 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 blah. I, you can't do any better. You are sitting on the couch at your house, tweeting away on your phone, saying, oh, 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 this Jalen Hurts guy, you can't even run a mile in 20 minutes. You have, I don't understand why you're saying, like, ah, I can throw better than Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, blah, 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 I can do subs. But no, you can't. It's just the stuff that gets me worked up. It's sports. Guys, like, everybody needs to press pause and just think about the situation that the Eagles are in, right? Just think about it. 11 guys, 11, are on this Eagles roster that were on the team in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl. 11. There has been so much roster turnover in four years. Four years. The Eagles have been one of the greatest falls from grace from 2017 to where the Eagles are at now in 2021. Yeah, Yeah. granted, the Eagles played like absolute garbage on Monday. But again, 
you've had moves after moves after moves by your head guy, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie are still at the helm. The problem is still there. The Eagles can change quarterbacks every year, and the problem will still be there. They don't know how to use their talent. I mean, J.J. Arcega Whiteside is still on this roster. He's wide receiver four. He's done nothing. Nothing. The Eagles have done absolutely nothing with drafting talent. You know why? Because Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman are still here in this organization. If you saw the sidelines of the Cowboys game, it didn't even seem like Lurie was mad at Howie. They were sitting next to each other, standing next to each other on the sidelines. Didn't even look like Jeffrey Lurie was in any way, shape, or form upset with Howie Roseman. Now, granted, I do think moving on from Doug Peterson was the right decision, but I think Howie Roseman did run Doug Peterson out of town. I think moving on from Jim Schwartz was the right decision. Howie Roseman ran him out of town. The problem lays with Howie Roseman and Howie Roseman's relationship with Jeffrey Lurie. Yes, Howie Roseman won a Super Bowl. He's made the playoffs three straight times before last year and most likely this year. But drafting talent, you alluded to it, Sam. Howie Roseman was told to draft Justin Jefferson with a 21st pick in the NFL draft. He takes a late second round flyer that, yes, has great talent and Jalen Rager, but there in nobody's right mind would any analyst, scout, or anybody take Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. You you know what Justin Jefferson does in his first year in the NFL? He is the best rookie season by a rookie wide receiver in the history of the NFL with 1,400 yards receiving. Jalen Rager had one of the worst rookie years by a first-round wide receiver in the history of the NFL. The Eagles could have moved up for CeeDee Lamb. It was on the table. The Eagles give up a second-round pick to move up, get C.D. Lamb, who looks like one of the best young, if not the best young wide receiver under the age of 25 in the NFL. They decided to let him go to their arch rivals, the Dallas Cowboys. And they're going to have to deal with him twice a year for the next 10 years. And he's destroyed us. We were told to draft Jeremy Chin in the second round of the NFL draft by everybody in the Eagles front office. Howard Roseman decides to take Jalen Hurts when Carson Wentz is your quarterback. Now, you can talk about the situation we're in with Jalen Hurts right now, but when you have a quarterback you just paid $100 million and you're tied to him for the next several years, only 360 days before this decision to draft a quarterback you want to build around, that's not a smart move by a GM, even if Wentz isn't the guy. And don't even get me started on taking J.J. Ortega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf or, ta- or taking ty- um, a, a role player over Tyree Kill. The Eagles have missed on so much talent. And it's not that the scouting for the Philadelphia Eagles is bad because the scouts wanted these players. The scouts wanted C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Jeremy Chin. They wanted those players. Howie Roseman said no. I don't want to do that. Howie Roseman made the call, and it was his call and his call only. There needs to be a problem with that in the Philadelphia Eagles management, and the roster is not constructed well. 
We have a lot of aging players. We don't have a lot of young talent to build around. Yes, Howie Roseman has had some great draft picks like Josh Witt, like Jordan Mailab, like Avante Maddox, and like Isaac Somalo. But he's made so many bad decisions. Howie Roseman is still the problem in Philadelphia. And also, Sam, you can get to this because I've been talking here for a lot, but I want to kind of steer towards the Eagles' next several games because I think that's a big problem why people are already pulling the plug. If our upcoming schedule is not as brutal as it is, I don't think fans would be pulling the plug as soon as they are. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the Eagles have the Chiefs at home. Let's not mention Mahomes is coming off back-to-back losses. Yeah. The defense is going to get murdered. If we don't allow 50 points, if we allow less than 50 points, I'll be flabbergasted. I mean, at this point, at, at, at this rate, I don't know. I don't know what fans expected at the beginning of the season with the type of schedule that the Eagles had. Early in the I, year. Like, I don't, I, most of the wins for this Eagles team are going to come at the back half of the schedule. It's going to be a struggle to start off this year. Brand new system, brand new coaches, brand new everything. I mean, this roster didn't look like this in 2017. And now here we are. Injuries are already starting to pile up. Three of of the Eagles offensive linemen are now out. Two of them with season-ending injuries. You are mistaken because – Brandon Brooks does not have a season-ending injury. Oh, I thought it was season-ending. It was Brandon Graham that has a season-ending injury. Oh. The anchor of our defense, by the way. I thought I thought that I thought the pectoral was a season-ending. No, I thought it was like not. oh, okay. Sirianni said he thinks he'll be back. Yeah, I don't like the word thinks. <laughs> I definitely do not like the word thinks. So at this point, yeah, I will say. Two season-ending injuries already on your offensive line. Is I don't like the word thinks. Thinks is thinks means you don't know. And who knows? I mean, Landon Nickerson, he got worked in his first start. I will say this, Andre Dillard, I was pleasantly surprised how he played. I was pleasantly surprised. Rocks, yeah, uh, ranks up the trade value. Oh, I don't even think they should trade Andre Dillard now because you need him. <laughs> you absolutely need him. You just had Salamalu go down with a season-ending foot injury. You absolutely need Andre Dillard now on this team. Absolutely do. My thing is with Gannon's defense, just hasn't been aggressive. Now, it's not Jim Schwartz-esque conservative, 
but I'm really surprised to see the lack of blitzes, the lack of press coverage, and the more use of zone coverage that's been being that's been used so far by Gannett. So, and I think that translates to turnovers. The Eagles have not forced a single turnover in the first three games. That did not really hurt us in weeks one and two when we did not turn the ball over at all. But when Jalen Hurts threw two interceptions and we got off to an early lead, when your defense is struggling, the way to get back into a game, the best way to get back into a game is to force turnovers. Our defense couldn't do that. The closest we came was on special teams when Greg Ward was right there for a blocked punt. And if he did block that punt, which I think he should have, uh, that's an easy seven points going the other way. And we're down by we we're down by six points and that's a ball game. But that's a whole other topic on itself. I still think we lose the game at that point. <clears throat> I want to talk about the injuries we have sustained. Injuries after week three, Thomas R. Peterson on Twitter tweeted this. He's great for Eagles updates and Eagles content. Isaac Samalo, uh, Liz Frank, season-ending IR. Kayvon Wallace, separated shoulder IR, both in the Dallas game. Let's not forget to mention Brandon Graham, the anchor of our defense for the last decade. Achilles tear, that's season-ending. Brandon Brooks, a pectoral strain. He's on IR. He should be back by the end of the year. But with his injury history, we don't know. Jordan Mailata, MCL sprain. He's questionable to return to camp for the Kansas City game. Rodney McLeod is still out. Teron Jackson is most likely out for the year. In 2018, the Eagles missed the most games to injury in the NFL. In 2020, that was second most. That was 11th in 2019. The injuries that have happened to this Philadelphia Eagles team have really decimated them. And after week one, no injuries. The last two games, the Eagles have looked like they've fallen off a cliff. And to all the fans that are saying, you gotta, you, you Let's go get a new quarterback. You can't pull the plug this soon. Sirianni's coached three games. Gannon's coached three games as a defensive coordinator. Steichen's in a whole new system, and he's only 36 years old, 35 years old. He's young. A new quarterback isn't going to fix the Eagles. No, they're not. We're not ready for Say we want to build. Say there's a guy in this upcoming draft or somebody on the trade market that we think can be our franchise quarterback. Unless they're Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, we're not contending because our roster is not in the position to contend right now. Our roster is not meant to go get a quarterback right now. A new quarterback. Uh, no, any new player that's the new toy in free agency isn't going to fix the Eagles. 
if you look at what what has happened every single year since 2017, I'll reiterate this again, the digression, they bring in new players every year. Nothing happens except digression. Why? Say it with me, everybody. Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman are still in the Eagles organization. If this team wants to do anything, Jeffrey Lurie has to get some balls. Get rid of his butt buddy, Howie Roseman, and get a new GM in the front office. Jeffrey Lurie is not going anywhere. He physically can unless he sells the Eagles. He won't go anywhere for the next 15 to 20 years. He's our owner. And the team likely stays in the family or a close friend of Lori, and they follow the identity Lori had. So that's not going to change there. But Lori needs to change his mindset. He used to move on from Howie Roseman. It's time for Howie Roseman to go. It's simply time. He's missed on draft capital after draft capital after draft capital. You look at the last several first-round picks the Eagles have selected – under Howie Roseman, starting back in 2016, Carson Wentz, not here anymore. He was here for four years. Give him the boot. They just suddenly give up on him after one bad season. Derek Barnett, he has more penalties in the NFL than sacks. He's a penalty machine. Andre Dillard, a backup tackle after two years. Jalen Rager, I already mentioned him. And Devontae Smith shows promise, but Devontae Smith only has four catches for under 50 yards in the last two games after looking promising in the season opener. Our first-round draft picks have been miss after miss after miss after miss after miss. You'll miss on picks in the first round, and you'll miss on picks in the entire NFL draft. But you do have to hit on your first-round draft picks at least 50% of the time if you want to even compete for anything in the NFL. And this is the last point I want to make before I just I just can't talk anymore Eagles football. I just, I just can't. This is the last point that I'm going to make. Everybody... Is going to say, oh, let's bring in this player. Let's bring in that player. But if Howie Roseman is still the GM of this football team, the Eagles will consistently be in either third or fourth in this division. It's that plain and simple. It is that plain and simple. They might be second place because Granite, Washington, and New York aren't that good. But Washington is a sneaky good team. Their defense was a little overhyped going into this year. But I think Washington has the ability to beat this Eagles team. I really do. And that is why I say third place. Because they might pull out the same amount as wins the Eagles. 
and they'll have the better division record and finish in second place. You know, speaking about like where the Eagles, you know, they're going to finish this year, stuff like that. And, you know, saying that Washington, they're a sneaky good team. But sometimes you just got to step back and realize that the team that you're playing is a good team. The Cowboys are a good team. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in Dak Prescott. They have a nice young core at wide receiver. And their offensive line, it's it's there. Their defense, it's young. They're getting younger. And they're acquiring talent and they're drafting talent. You know, I had a conversation with my family the other night. Or whenever this goes up. Yeah, we'll just say the other night. Why not? I said in my family chat, have you guys ever just thought the Eagles are good? Or the Eagles, excuse me, have you ever thought the Cowboys are good? And my aunt calls me. So, Sam, I love you. But don't ever mention good in the Cowboys in the same sentence ever again. And I just kind of I just kind of sat there and I said, well, maybe maybe you should take a step back and realize that Cowboys are a good team and that it's a young coaching staff, stuff like that. And she hung up. I was like, all right, whatever. So Cowboys are a good team. There, I said it. I cleared the water. Cowboys, good team. I hate to say it, but Dallas went down to the wire in Dak's first game back against a top-five team in the NFL. They beat a great Chargers team on the road. And then at home against the team, they are an inferior Eagles team. They pumped them. So right now, Dallas looks like a Super Bowl team. Um, I truthfully believe that Dallas is a Super Bowl good team right now. And I, I hate to say it, but they got their quarterback and they have a spectacular team around them. This Eagles team is not going to do anything. They bring in new coaches, new, I don't know, new media people. I, like, I don't know. Like, well, what other new positions can you bring in? As long as Howie Roseman stays in this organization, the Eagles will fail year after year after year after year. Don't even get me started on this coming uh, this upcoming draft too, which at the current moment, Carson Wentz, 95% of the snap so far. But they're off to an 0-3 start. We'll see what happens there. If but I do have- not trust, I do not trust Howie Roseman. With three first-round picks. Yeah, if we have three top 10 picks or three top 15 picks, which in all likelihood we will, because the Dolphins, the Colts, and the Eagles have not looked that good this season and have brutal upcoming schedules for the rest of the first half of the season. Howie Roseman, with that much draft capital, is basically like a ticking time bomb. He's not going to make the right decision and build the team. He's going to go all in on a quarterback. And if Deshaun Watson is cleared, 
I think they trade for Deshaun Watson, and I think they give up way too much for Deshaun Watson, and they don't have a team around him, and they're right back in the position they were with when they had Carson Wentz two years ago. Not enough young talent, not enough money. We don't have a roster around a quarterback. Our time, our timeline does not support our quarterback. Our we're not a competing team. We have a quarterback that is in his prime. That's one of the best quarterbacks in the foot in the NFL. So I don't even know if Deshaun Watson's going to be cleared, but if he is, I expect Tyler Roseman to offer an abundance for him. And last thing I want to say before we wrap things up, unless Sam has any last points he wants to add on here, Howie Roseman has basically controlled the coaches he's had. Howie Roseman runs basically the entire team. And he should honestly, at this point, just be labeled the head coach because basically he is the head coach of our football team. He basically makes all the calls. So basically, Howie Roseman, he has too much power in this organization. And I don't think that changes anytime soon, unfortunately. And I would not put it past him. If he does pick all three of those first round picks or two, depending on the Wentz status, I would not put him past him to miss on all those first round draft picks in a, in a draft class that is loaded with defensive talent. Howard Roseman's kind of like a politician. Says he's going to do good for the it team, for the fans, for the people. But really... Like every other politician in this great country, they do it for themselves and their pockets. What can make me richer? How can I put butts in seats, make these fans buy into the team this year, get gear, get, and I make money? In hindsight, I know this team's going to suck. Here we are. Every year. That's that's all I have, LJ. Um, I'm going to go cry. <laughs> so on that note, let's just end the episode here. Um, thank you guys for listening to Sam and LJ rant about the Philadelphia Eagles and everything that is wrong with them. If you wanted to listen to our game review of the Dallas Cowboys blowing out the Philadelphia Eagles, I really don't think that's what this episode turned out to be. So we're sorry about that. We just had a lot on our minds with the Eagles that we wanted to get off our chest. But yeah, that about wraps up today's episode of the Eagles Caller Podcast. I'm LJ Nessler and for Samuel Goldberg. Sam, do you have any last words before we end things here? Fire Howie Roseman. I had a feeling you were going to say that. But thank you guys for listening and we will see you for the game preview of the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh boy, that's going to be fun. Good night.